listening to a Sharesies podcast. Today on Recap, telecommunications company Spark reports a full in its full year profit. Fletcher Building manages a hefty profit about face. Over in Australia, there's a big oil and gas merger on the horizon. It's Wednesday the 18th of August. You are listening to Recap. I'm Alice, I'm a financial analyst at Sharesies. I'm Jose, I'm a video and podcast producer at Sharesies, Sharesies as well. <laughs> I'm sober, I'm completely sober, I assure you. <laughs> Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. We are here to recap some of the events shaping the share markets today so you can be a more informed investor in around 10 minutes or so. But before we get started, please listen to this important message. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Yeah, welcome to the show today. And obviously this is the the, uh, first episode of the lockdown edition. How are you doing, Alice? I'm all good, thanks. How are you, Jose? I'm good. We are, of course, uh, in observance of the lockdown rules in completely different uh, houses, in completely yes. different locations. Yeah, so I'm currently looking at Jose on a video screen instead of being in a studio with him. I know. It's uh, it's a very strange situation, but we're making the best of it. I uh, hope you're all doing well out there and taking care of each other. How yeah, are you finding is. this lockdown, though, so far? Um, so far, so good. I mean, we're only, what, one day in, less than a day in. Um But yeah, no, um, just important that, you know, we're staying at home and keeping people safe. So that's the key thing. Totally. I spent this morning, well, part of this morning before I got to work, cutting wood. I felt great. Oh, was that for that um, lovely fire I saw a photo of? Yes, and then a a cat just sat down in front of the fire and has been there all day. Nice. Actually, one of the things I've been really enjoying is um, at Shazzy's people have been posting a lot of photos of their pets um, and working from home. So I've been enjoying that a lot. Yeah, it's been a real balm, actually, to be honest. But let's uh, let's crack on. Alice, what has been happening locally today? Some big news, eh? Yeah, so in the finance world, um, there was a big announcement from the Reserve Bank of New Zealand today. Uh, Now, they announced that they're holding the official cash rate flat at 0.25%, as it has done since March last year. So the official cash cash rate. Now, um, from what I understand, and uh, it may surprise people to know that I don't have a financial background. I don't have much experience in terms of finance and investing. I know that's a shock. But from what I understand, the official cash rate is the tool that the Reserve Bank uses to stimulate the economy, right? And it impacts yep. on interest rates in the economy. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Um, now, now we won't do the full breakdown today um, because there's a, a fair amount um, to unpack, but we will be unpacking it at lunchtime tomorrow. We will be talking to Zoe Wallace, who is the Chief Economist at Deloitte New Zealand, um, on our Shazzy's Lunch Money webinar. So Zoe will be able to break really break down what this announcement means for the economy and what it might mean for different types of investments. Yeah, I know that it's going to be super helpful for my own understanding of how it all works. I will uh, pop a link in the bio so you can tune in live at the time. And um, also a link to where it will appear as a podcast later, so you can watch later. And on YouTube as well, all over the story. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Jose. 
No problem. But other than that, what else has been happening in the financial world, Alice? So Spark New Zealand released their full-year financial results today for the year ended June. All right, another set of financials for us to dig into. But before we do, um, it's right that Spark's listed on the NZX, right? Yeah, correct. But they're also listed on the Australian Stock Exchange, so they're dual listed. Right, great. So what happened during Spark's financial year? So Spark saw their revenue decline 0.8% from last year to $3.6 billion. Now, they said that this decline in revenue was driven by the fall in roaming revenue. Uh, So that's like mobile charges to New Zealanders when they go overseas. Um, Now, of course, that's fallen due to border closures. Of course, I literally thought that roaming was some weird new like accounting jargon. So I'm actually glad no. to know that it was just, I was going, <laughs> roaming? Oh, they've gone too as, far this time. That's bizarre. As, um, as wild and as like jargon-filled accounting is, it's, <laughs> it's not, and you know, like mo- mobile roaming data yeah. when you, um, when you see that on your phone. Yeah, totally. Um, now the loss from roaming revenue was $38 million, um, Spark said. So they said this um, decline actually masked a strong underlying performance in other parts of their business, like their mobile and cloud um, divisions, their security and service management. Cool. So what did Spark have to say about all that? And so Spark's chair, Justine Smith, said that um, closed international borders continue to impact Spark through the loss of roaming revenues, lower overall growth in some markets, and talent scarcity within the technology sector. So um, making reference to um, struggling to find skilled workers um, in that last part there. Cool. So how did their profit go, though? And their profit for the year came in at $384 million. Now, this was just under a 9% fall from last year's profit. Um, so Spark said that they had disciplined cost management, but ultimately the border closures, higher depreciation costs, and an increase in tax expenses led to that fall in profit. So looking ahead, what's on the horizon for Spark? Well, they're wanting to speed up the rollout of 5G. Uh, Today, they announced an additional $35 million of investment into their 5G infrastructure. And they also announced they're going to be investing into an expansion of their data centre capacity. Uh, Now, Spark said this marks a significant investment into New Zealand's connectivity and resilience. But Spark wasn't the only company reporting financial results today. Uh, Fletcher Building was uh, also in the mix there, weren't they? They certainly were. So the construction and building supplies company announced that it had exceeded its own guidance on profit for the year to June 30th. Okay, let's hear the numbers. uh, Let's crack into it. So some weeks ago, Fletcher advised they were forecasting up to $665 million in profit. They passed that, recording before interest and tax earnings of $669 million. Uh, And some other numbers, revenue was also up about uh, up to $8.1 billion over $7.3 billion last year. And they also turned net profit around completely from a $196 million loss last year to $305 million. Okay, so um, turning around that loss to a profit this year, that's quite a turnaround. Did Fletcher say what drove it? The CEO, Ross Taylor, uh, he pointed to a five-year plan to restructure and simplify the business, but he also noted there were increases across the board. So, for example, uh, the residential sector is really humming for them. That accounts for nearly half the company's revenue. And then just in general, construction's really pumping because of the mix of a housing shortage and record numbers of uh, building consents. Okay, but I have seen in the news a bit lately, there's been talks about um, building supply shortages. Have they been affected by this? 
Uh, well, uh, Fletcher's guidance here is that you're going to see a longer than usual period of building activity rather than quick, intense spikes. I believe the direct quote from Taylor was, uh, quote, stronger for longer, end quote. But to that end, uh, Fletcher's expecting the conditions to support further growth. But surely this latest lockdown will affect that guidance? Well, Taylor said it was hard to gauge the impact of this lockdown right now. He advised it would ultimately depend on how long it would take to get the virus under control. Right. And so um, is there anything that else that we should be aware of from today's announcement? Yes. Uh, shareholders will get a final dividend of $0.18 cents per share, bringing the annual dividend to $0.30. Cents. Let's move to other parts of the world. What's been happening over there, Alice? Over there, somewhere? Over there, anywhere. <laughs> um, well, I'll turn our, turn our heads over to Australia, where there's a big oil and gas merger on the horizon. Cool. Let's get into it. Okay, so the deal is between BHP Group, that's um, one of Australia's biggest resource companies, and Woodside Petroleum, they're a gas producer. Um, now, both companies are listed on the Australian st- Stock Exchange. Cool. So what's this deal about? Uh, so the companies have entered into a type of agreement called a commitment deed uh, to combine their oil and gas companies together. So this would see Woodside merging with BHP's petroleum business um, and a deal they say would make the largest en- energy list- sorry, the largest energy company listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. Uh, together, the companies said that this would create a top 10 oil and gas producer. Right. So how exactly would the deal work? Uh, so BHP's petroleum business, um, or oil and gas business, those two terms are sort of used interchangeably when you're talking about this part of their business. Um, it's called BHP Petroleum International. That would merge with Woodside. Uh, now, Woodside would issue new shares um, to give an exchange to BHP shareholders when the deal is completed. Um, after the deal is done, Woodside shareholders would own... Um, of the new company and BHP shareholders would own 42% of the company. Yeah, I I guess a quick question for me is why are the companies wanting to merge all together? Yeah, so Woodside CEO said that the proposed transaction would create a company with the scale, capability and expertise to meet global demand for key oil and gas resources the world would need over the energy transition. Um, Now, on that note, Woodside has said it will continue to reduce carbon emissions from the combined portfolio to stay in line with their ambition to become net carbon zero by 2050. But the deal's not final yet, is it? Uh, No, not yet. So there's still some negotiations underway and it will also need some approvals from shareholders and regulators. Great. Thank you very much, Alice. And that was Wednesday, the 18th of August. You've been listening to Recap, and thank you so much for doing so. As I said at the top, we hope we all, you're all doing okay out there. I think I said y'all. Y'all doing okay out there. Yeah, yeah, too right. Um, We hope you're all doing well. And if you are enjoying what you're here, um, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. But we will be back tomorrow once again. Um, Obviously not in an actual studio, but over our computer screens. Jose and I will be doing a recap. I wouldn't want to do anything else, to be honest. Huddled (laughs) over my little weird setup here in the basement. Have a great evening out there, guys. (laughs) Um, Mā See you then.